0: You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that, that, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyrie Thompson bringing you a week ending edition of first and foxborough this time from the comfort of my own home i will be back at gillette stadium later tonight for their in-stadium practice that they do for season ticket holders before we get into today's episode make sure you download subscribe listen on the odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts follow me at katie thompson5 and make sure you're following the show account at first and foxborough f-o-x-b-o-r-o all right so we've got A little bit more than a week of training camp practice under our belts but really just one week of true practice with with pads on where it's not teaching time it's now more production time as bill belichick calls it you know it's it's real football is is getting closer and closer and closer therefore the energy and the competition level is starting to ramp up as well as long along with the expectations which Have not been met, at least if you're talking about the offensive side of the football. Talked about that on past episodes, and I'm sure I'll be talking about it in future episodes as well. But look, with a little bit more than a week of training camp practice in the books, I wanted to go through this Patriots roster a little bit and give you a little bit of a stock watch here. So I'm going to go with five players that I've really liked and five players that need a little bit of work. Five up five down and keep in mind here this is obviously not an exhaustive list of all the players who have played well or that i think have played poorly but basically five guys on either side of the spectrum here that have either surpassed expectations that i had for them or have underwhelmed a little bit first of all let me get to the guy that i think is the star of the show i'll put him in his own category and that's christian barmore who has been awesome Utterly dominant, I feel like, day in and day out. Right now, he's looking like the best player on the entire team. Dominating during one-on-ones. Routinely wrecking plays during team segments as well, both as a pass rusher and as a run defender. Can't say enough about how good he's looked so far, both against the ones and the back. I mean, really, it's anybody. He's winning against everyone right now. And his importance to this defense, to me, is going to be just outsized because of the questions that will exist at the linebacker position the cornerbacks and whatnot how are you going to cover how are you going to stop the run if you've got christian barmore in there wreaking havoc and opening things up for other players on that front seven and in the secondary that is going to be so extremely helpful now let's start with the good stuff okay five players that i think have been up so far during camp and actually as I think about it I'm, I'm going to amend this list slightly I'll give a little honorable mention at the end just so you have an idea of who I was thinking at for one of these spots first up though guy that's been on there from basically the start of the padded practice portion and whatnot second year safety Joshua Bledsoe didn't play At all last year. He got a little bit of practice time in after being on the non football injury list for basically the entire season. Ended up on injured reserve, so we didn't get to see him take the field at all for the Patriots last year. He has looked very explosive, very versatile, and I think he had a stretch there of two days where he had like four pass breakups. I mean, his coverage has been very nice. I've seen him get beat once or twice in one-on-ones. He got lost a little bit by like Hunter Henry, right? Experienced route runner from the tight end position. He's just a very good pass catcher. But I think by and large, Bledsoe's play overall has really made me feel even better than I already felt about the safety position, which is already the best position group on the entire roster, I think. And, he was at times, you know, basically they were giving Devin McCourty a rest and saying, you know what, you go ahead, and you take a day and be limited and we're just going to let Josh Bledsoe get some run up there with the first team just to see how he responds, how he plays. Obviously, he's not going to be supplanting Devin McCourty or taking snaps away from like Adrian Phillips or Kyle Duggar. I mean, those three safeties at the top of this arrangement are entrenched. But again, if you think about, what I think the safety group is going to look like. I think we're going to see a bunch of three safety looks and we're going to see a bunch of, and I think we're going to see some four safety stuff as well on occasion. I think being able to have a, you know, being able to have somebody like Bledsoe at the back end of your safety room where you can play him if you need to, but otherwise just use him on special teams and, and kind of just let him grow and develop, but know that if he gets on the field, he can produce, That is a huge, huge blessing, and when they get Jabril Peppers back at, you know, fully operational, I think that safety group is going to be, again, it's going to be the best position group on the team and going to be really one of the bright spots for this entire unit can possibly cover up some holes. Next on my list third round cornerback Marcus Jones who really didn't do a whole whole lot during spring practice he had the red non-contact jersey on because he was working through some shoulder procedures that he had in the offseason and had a bit of a rough first day of training camp I would say Uh, got beat a little bit boxed out by like Devontae Parker and was still kind of trying to find his way in this defense I would say but he has really come on since then, both in coverage and in special teams. I remember actually the, the first punt that they had him go back and return, he muffed it. And that actually happened with the first kickoff that he returned as well. So he's he's had his moments where he's had to, had to learn from things and experience a little bit of failure. But every time he's faced a little bit of adversity, he's immediately gotten better from it i think his coverage has been nice especially against some of these faster options like whenever he goes up against taekwon thornton in one-on-ones it is it's impressive his speed and his his acceleration and short bursts are are excellent meaning marcus jones and he's been playing some sticky coverage on the likes of kendrick bourne and jacoby myers at times He just doesn't look out of place whenever they put him in on defense now that jonathan jones is back And playing well, I might add. Jonathan Jones looks really good right now. I think that they're probably going to go ahead and roll with Jonathan Jones heading into the season. I had speculated that maybe if Jonathan Jones was out for an increased period of time, maybe that gives you an idea that, hey, Marcus Jones might be able to play, and maybe this is a scenario where you move on from Jonathan Jones, who's in the last year of his contract and is going to cost a little bit. But that probably won't materialize at this point still. Marcus Jones has Marcus Jones has played very well in coverage, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be the number one punt return option because every time he gets his hands on the football, he looks like lightning out there. His burst is unlike any other guy that they have returning punts back there, and it's rare on this team. So I'm very intrigued to see what he looks like in special teams and when they get the football in his hands. Sticking with rookies, my next one is Tyquan Thornton. Second round pick from this year, who I think a lot of people were looking at as okay, he's not going to do much of anything this year. Yeah, he'll make the team, but he might get some Foxborough flu. I'm here to tell you, I don't think Foxborough flu is going to be in his plans. He, yes, he's skinny. He at times gets rerouted off the line of scrimmage, and he still has to work on some of the physical aspects of the game and some of the technical aspects of route running, right? Just using his arms in and out of breaks and things like that but he gets better every day at those aspects his speed is as advertised i mean sometimes it just it just makes guys look like they're moving in slow motion but just the, the he, he never drops anything I have not seen him drop a single pass this entire time that I have been at practice. I mean, obviously we haven't seen every single practice that's been there since uh, spring or, you know, I've even missed a day or two of training camp here and there, but I haven't heard anybody else say that Taequann Thornton had drops either. I mean, he catches everything in his vicinity and his ability to track the ball in the air has been extremely impressive for a guy that, you know, you're thinking as a developmental project. I mean, when the ball is in the air, he finds it, and he is probably going to come down with it if if it's within his catch radius. I mean, even if he's catching the ball out of bounds, he's still he's still holding on to that thing. Not bad for a guy with uh, small hands and tiny wrists, I would say. I think with Thornton, I'm still not going to project a huge year statistically from him. It's it's going to be limited snaps per game, though. Obviously, he can build himself into a little bit more of a role. There's just so many good players. In front of him that i just i don't see him really getting into this offense as a as a huge contributor unless somebody gets hurt of course we'll see because injuries obviously happen but the things that he's shown on a day-to-day basis the ability to get open in the short game and you know settle down against zone He's, he's very smart guy. You can you can tell on the field that yeah, maybe some of the finer points he needs to work on, but just his general understanding of the game, I think is already pretty good and it's endearing him to this coaching staff. On top of that, he's working on special teams. He's been a heck of a punt gunner so far. I mean, when he gets when he gets away from a block, he's gone. I mean, he's forced so many guys to fair catch just because he gets down there so quickly. It's impressive stuff. And he's also been working as as a blocker. On punt returns as well. So I think that that is what's going to get him on the team his ability to contribute, his willingness to contribute on special teams. And that's going to put him in the mix to get some targets. When they put him on the field sometimes and they send him deep, you can tell people are already thinking about not wanting to get beat by taekwon Thornton. He's already attracting extra attention. That's going to be useful for this Patriots offense. I think he's acquitted himself very well and I think opened some eyes to people who thought he wasn't going to do much this year. Next on my list, we got a veteran finally, Mac Wilson, free agent signing from this past year. I think all things considered, he's been their best linebacker so far during camp. I'm mean, not to say that any of them have been uh, particularly bad, right? We just haven't seen a whole lot of them yet in, in pass coverage and in run defense. I mean, we've seen a little bit of run stuff, but literally everybody on the defense is, is stuffing the run. So there haven't always been a lot of standout plays from there. But Mac Wilson has had a couple. There was one that I've referenced a couple of times on past shows, where I thought JJ Taylor was going to have himself a walk-in touchdown during Tuesday's practice, and Mac Wilson just teleports out of nowhere, meets him in the hole, smacks him down at the two-yard line. And he's also been used as a blitzer. He's acquitted himself well, from what we can see, the little bit we've been able to see in in past coverage. So I think that right now, if you're asking for which linebacker is going to come in and prove different than what they had out there on the field last year? Wilson is immediately the guy who jumps to the top of the list. I've seen a couple of flashes from from Raquan McMillan as well, and I think that he's going to, to contribute in a reserve role potentially, because I think Joe Wan Williams is going to get some starts. But Mac Wilson is going to be that guy when you go into a sub package and you want to keep a linebacker on the field in case you need to stop the run that's going to be your guy to me. Fifth on my list, this was the spot I had to amend a little bit because I didn't want to forget to mention that Janu Smith has been looking pretty good at Patriots training camp. And yeah, I I understand people's trepidation about that, right? Like, they don't want to get fooled and buy into the hype too early. Completely understandable. I would say that even last year though, he still wasn't showing up to the degree that he is now where he's routinely making a play every single day and you can tell that his chemistry with mac jones is much improved over what it was last year mac jones is looking for him in key situations even during thursday's practice when the offense was, was having a little bit of trouble they were slogging they had just had two bad plays on first and second down and they were getting themselves behind the sticks on third down who does mac jones look to to convert that third down Johnu Smith finds him over the middle, and he gets a nice catch and run out of it. So he's been showing up for Mac Jones when he's been needed. Obviously, he had a nice catch earlier in training camp over Kyle Duggar and 7-on-7s in the back of the end zone. He's been a target of Mac Jones's in RPO situations where they've split Smith out wide and been like, hey, man, you're going to be the primary read on this one. And he's been good as a blocker. Actually, both him and Hunter Henry have looked good blocking these outsides these outside zone schemes that the patriots have been repping so look i think that right now as much as the offense has struggled the two tight end stuff has been their best position group and it's made the offense look the best when they're out on the field and i think that smith's improvement in particular because henry has been his good old reliable self i feel like he's just um, he was immediately dependable last year for mac jones he's continued to be that this year but smith I, I stand by this. If Smith is good, I think that he holds the key more than just about anybody, except for maybe Devontae Parker, to really opening up this offense and making its potential be what it is. A lot of ifs, but right now, the early returns look good. All right. A little bit of an honorable mention here. Running backs named Harris, both Damian and Kevin Harris. And again, it's not so much about the run game itself, because I think top to bottom, the actual when they hand off a ball to a running back, it doesn't look particularly good. But both Damian Harris and Kevin Harris have looked pretty good catching the football out of the backfield. I have been impressed with some of the strides that Damian Harris has made as a receiver. Sometimes it still looks like he's working through it and he looks like he fights the ball on occasion, or or you know, he'll drop a pass every now and again, but he had a really nice catch on a ball the other day on an angle route coming out of the backfield. It was a nice little lunging grab. It was contested, catches it, gets up the field. That would be excellent if Damian Harris can provide some value in that realm of things. And again, I think that Mac Jones has been looking for him. He's been looking for a lot of those running backs because they seem to be the only ones getting open consistently. Um, but again, that was an area of Damian Harris's game that has. That's an area of Damian Harris's game that's needed some work over the past couple of years. And I think he's shown some noticeable improvement. Kevin Harris, on the other hand, fifth round pick from this year's draft, was a bit of an underheralded player. And again, I think. The actual handoffs, I mean, not a whole lot to see there from any of the running backs, but Kevin Harris's ability to immediately jump in as a reliable receiver out of the backfield and in pass protection... I thought it's been really impressive. You actually haven't seen a whole lot of Pierre strong. I don't know if it's nagging injuries or they just don't want to put too much on his plate right now. And, you know, quote unquote, let the Ferrari out of the garage. But Kevin Harris has immediately jumped in and been eating up those scout team reps and looking really good doing it. I mean, I, I would think that right now, I mean, the running back room could be kind of full and I've seen some suggest that maybe he's still not going to make the team, but I don't know. I I feel like he's been solid enough to where I think he has an opportunity to make this team. Like, I think just every time they've asked him to do something, he's done it and he's done it solidly. I think if anybody's down for some Foxborough flu, it might be Pierre Strong and that Kevin Harris maybe makes the back end of this. We'll see how that turns out. Also, to stick with some running backs, Ty Montgomery. Honestly, he could probably go in the main section of stock up. But I think that I had an idea that his dependability was going to matter in relation to James White, especially being on the pup list and maybe not playing this year, depending on how he's doing. So I I think I expected him to be to, to fit in squarely with a third down back kind of role. And he was doing that back in the spring as well. So that part's not really been surprising But again, he's just been solid, dependable, whether they're handing him the ball. I think he's got more juice than I realized as a runner, whether hitting the edge or or making a cutback, and he's catching the ball out of the backfield. Just all around nice signing so far. At least that's what it looks like for the New England Patriots. And look for Ty Montgomery to have a solid role with this team this year. Now for the less good part. And I'm going to go a little bit broad with my number one spot that i a little bit down on. And I'm going with the offense generally, okay? Yes, it's early in this process. And I stick by the fact that I'm not hitting the panic button on this because I believe they are intentionally working on the things that they're not as good at right now. Because they're trying to get these reps up with the outside zone and the play actions off of that and working on some of these new concepts that they haven't worked quite as much with the you know tight splits and, and getting their route combinations down They are They're still, even though bill Belichick is saying that it's not necessarily teaching time. Like they want to see results. They are still trying to push some of these things that they are less good at. And every time they do something, they're a bit more familiar with or that Mac Jones feels a little bit more comfortable with it looks better. So I think they know that they have, the making, They have plays that they, that they know that they can run, that they can turn to if they need them. They know they have personnel groups that they can turn to if they need them. And so they're working to solidify the things that they're not as good at. That said, you still don't feel terribly good about how the offenses look. They can't run the football right now. I mean, they, they they really just can't. And I will say that they, again, have not run some of their more downhill concepts, their gaps, their powers, and all of that, and really try to move people vertically rather than horizontally. They're really trying to get to the edge and, and get some seals and get these running backs moving. But it's just not working right now. They're trying to work through it, I understand. It's just not inspiring right now. And it's also kind of frustrating to see these tight splits that they're trying to use to get these receivers free releases and get them open a little bit more easily. And it's not working. I think that they're still trying to get a feel for the route concepts, how to not run into each other, how to make it all mesh correctly. And then even sometimes when, when players do come open, sometimes there's a chemistry thing with Mac Jones, where he's expecting the receiver to be at a different place and They're not there. And he throws the ball behind him, which is something that happened on Thursday with John Smith down by the goal line. And he's still working on stuff with Devante Parker as well, where he tossed a little trust ball the other day down the left sideline. Devante Parker was expecting it to be a little bit more inside and it wasn't and the ball ends up getting picked off. So Mac Jones has been showing a little bit of frustration there. It's a bit undeniable. He's been a good sport about it to the media. Just saying like, look, you know, I, essentially hinting i want to win every rep i'm a perfectionist but i know that this is going to take time we're going to get through it i just hope they get through it soon because if nothing else you almost want to see this defense be able to go against schemes and and plays that are going to be well executed and that are going to work so that they can get a look too these guys got to get better as well all right now how about a rookie that i expected a little bit more from based on what he did in the spring, but has fallen off a little bit, and that would be Jack Jones, fourth-round rookie from this year. Again, I don't think it's been anything terribly egregious. He doesn't look awful out there. I just think I expected a little bit more when the pads came on just because of the physicality and the aggressiveness that he was playing with back in the spring. He has not, at least from what I could see, come up with any passes in, you know, against the first team or the second team. No interceptions. Not a whole lot of, of pass breakups or, or plays that he's affected when the ball's been in the air. He's been boxed out once or twice by the likes of Devontae Parker. He's been beaten by Taekwon Thornton a couple of times. Again, he's he's there on a bunch of plays. I think I remember one pass breakup he had on Tyquan Thornton that, though in the moment I could maybe see a pass interference on that play, but okay, we don't want to split hairs too much. But I, I think that he needs a little bit more seasoning than perhaps I thought, and it might take him a little bit of time if he's going to start earning some starter, caliber, some starter caliber snap counts. It would probably be more into the season. I think that the way things look right now, it's probably going to be Jalen Mills, who's another kind of stock-up guy, I would say. He's been very solid so far. Jalen Mills and probably Terrence Mitchell. I think Malcolm Butler started to come on a little bit more lately. But even him, which, I mean, let, let's throw him in this category as well. as guys i have been a bit down on. I think that he was a little slower than I expected to start things off. He was getting beat by Devontae Parker. He's getting beat by a couple of people. I think that the physicality is there and, you know, the, the enthusiasm and the competitiveness is there for Malcolm Butler. But right now, the, the body itself still looks like it needs some catching up to do. It's not a lock that he's going to start. I think that there he was signed to a deal such that it's like, oh, yeah, if he gets back to form, maybe he'll be a starter for this defense because he knows the system. He's got all this experience. And he's been a very good cornerback in this league before. I think that that version of Malcolm Butler is not here right now. It's maybe kind of approaching and, and, and building up towards that. But right now, it's not here. And I think that he, if, if the season started today, he's your third cornerback right now on the outside. Maybe that changes by the time we get through training camp, though. We shall see. So I gave you a little bit of a cornerback for there. Let's grab an offensive player right here, Brian Hoyer. Now, you might look at that and be like, what are you talking about Brian Hoyer for, right? He's not supposed to start. He's not really supposed to be pushing Mac Jones or anything like that. I bring him up because he hasn't been there. He missed a whole lot of practice. He actually looked a little bit rusty after returning to practice on Thursday after missing, what, three, four, I think it might have even been five days of practice in a row. And Bailey Zappi, after kind of starting off looking a bit slow and erratic and you didn't quite know where the ball was going when it leaves his hand, I think Bailey Zappi's been coming on and playing some decent football and being a little bit more as advertised. I think he's got the best arm of any of those three quarterbacks and he's starting to process things a little bit more quickly and sling it into some tight windows and trust what he's seeing and throw the ball down the field a little bit. He is not scared to, to let that thing rip for sure. And I think that you know, Brian Hoyer is still going to be useful to this team, but I feel like it's hard not to wonder what that role is going to look like. I think that if you if you had to pick a backup quarterback that if Mac Jones gets hurt who are you turning to? I'm not sure that it's Brian Hoyer. I think it's gonna I think it might be Bailey Zappi. Yeah, Hoyer's got the experience and all that, but I think at this point Hoyer is little more than a glorified quarterback coach. And I mean the only reason he's probably not a quarterback coach right now is because the Patriots are fine paying him a, a decent backup quarterback salary to sit on the bench and hold the clipboard and occasionally throw some passes and get some reps in practice. That's the only reason Brian Hoyer is still here, essentially, to be in Mac Jones' ear and help out this nascent coaching staff that really does need some assistance. But I think in terms of, of playing and his actual value on the field, it's not there anymore, I don't think. And it wouldn't entirely surprise me if the Patriots were to go with two quarterbacks. Brian Hoyer's expendable and maybe you could get him to sign to the practice squad or maybe you bring him on as an assistant let him get his feet wet in the coaching game if that's something that he wants to do. We'll see, but I feel like it's been increasingly possible to me that maybe Brian Hoyer doesn't make this initial 53-man roster. Last on my list, Ronnie Perkins. I have been looking for an edge defender to step up on the other side of Matthew Judon, and I've seen some encouraging things both from Josh Uche and one-on-ones just being completely unblockable for either of those starting tackles, Trent Brown or Isaiah Wynn, and occasionally making some good plays in the run game and setting the edge in addition to maybe a flash or two getting into the backfield and causing some quarterback pressure. And for Anthony Jennings, I think, even though he hasn't really been doing anything in terms of playing the pass, he has done a solid job in the run game. I, I've seen him get in there and 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 set the edge and bust up a run play or two. And he's somebody we haven't seen in the two years he's been here. Third round pick out of Alabama, I feel like we barely even talked about him last year. The fact that, that he ended up on IR for the entire season and just didn't end up factoring into this. And you kind of thought that, okay, this might be his last opportunity to, to prove that he belongs on this team. And I could see a little bit of a role emerging for him as a rotational piece, especially if you're if you want a guy in there that can stop the run. Ronnie Perkins just haven't seen him do a whole lot. Every once in a while you see a decent move on the outside, but he's never getting home. He's never necessarily causing a pressure or or blowing up the the pocket or even setting the edge. So I'm a bit concerned about what. Ronnie Perkins is going to bring to this team. You don't want to see him have another season in a row of inactives, right? Where he makes the roster, but he just sits on, he just sits on the inactive list and never dresses for a game. You don't want to have that for a guy that you spent a third round pick on. So I think that if somebody could really benefit from these next couple of weeks, whether it's preseason games, flashing in there, or if he can show out during some joint practices It's going to be Ronnie Perkins. He has a lot to gain, but I think he also has a lot to lose here because he hasn't really done a whole lot of anything so far. That's my stock watch for now for Patriots training camp. I'm sure I will do another one after the preseason game next week and going into joint practices, so stay tuned for that. Till then, I'm Kyrie Thompson. Patriots beat reporter for weei.com and your host of First and Foxborough. Like I said, download, listen, stream, follow on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.